Leaving a Legacy is brought to you by HipstersOfTheCoast.com and can be found on the Top Deck app every Friday. You can support the show directly at Patreon.com slash Leaving a Legacy. Magic is power. Welcome to another episode of Leaving a Legacy. My name is Patrick. I'm your legacy newbie and hot wings aficionado. And with me this week, as always, Mr. Jerry Me. What's up, Jerry? Not much, Pat. We survived. We, we made did it, it through another sauces. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure I've been turned into a meme, which is exciting. So it's true. You've, yeah. You're the embodiment of Randy Savage on hot sauce. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I went a little. I went a little too hard on the seventh hot, on the sixth hot sauce, and I went way too hard on the last dab. I went all in on that, and that was uh, I paid for that for sure. Yeah, it uh, it was a painful drive home. I'm gonna say <laughs> it, my uh, stomach was like warm, like I could feel the heat in my stomach for a like a solid 24 hours afterwards. It was pretty funny. Just your stomach? I, I felt it in other places. <laughs> yeah, but it wasn't. Honestly, that was kind of. I actually kind of like that. So, <laughs> like, I was upset about that part, to be honest. I was like, oh, I can skip. I can skip nice. my monthly enema. It, can, it felt kind of nice. It was nice. Oh my god. Um, but uh, yeah. So we are obviously uh fresh off the uh results of the LAL Open Eight. Uh, we had 104 players making it officially a 5K. So that was awesome to see. We had a a great group of people play. We had an awesome group top eight. Um, and uh, we raised um, I think Jerry like just shy of a thousand dollars for room to grow. Yeah, just shy. I think uh, nine hundred and forty-five dollars. Yeah, so, so I'm gonna round that. I'm gonna round that up to an even thousand. We're gonna uh, get the, all that together this week because I have we have we had money donated uh, via you, then via me, and then also in cash. So once I get all all of it together this week, I'm gonna make a donation and we'll post it up on the Facebook page and and just shout out to everyone who donated to that. We had a bunch of people donate like a hundred bucks at a pop, which I was I would never expect that to happen. That was um yeah we had floored the people did that um we you had, know people were donating and you know 40 and 50 and 100 increments and it was it was amazing it was so so cool to see and i want to thank everyone who who donated to room to grow it's an amazing charity that helps families in the boston area and um and yeah it's it's something some some people that we've worked with prior and uh we're really happy to to have another donation going their way so thank you everyone who donated to that was they were so uh so generous and i think people genuinely liked watching us in in pain jerry for that event i mean yes. we had like bob long <laughs> like crept into the booth for uh the the like the last like trio of hot sauces the 789 and then i think he was actually there for the 10th and just to laugh at us and have fun so um it was really fun we had a bunch of people join us michelle got us got in for the first few and then sean came in for the last th- few and it was it was just great it was a great time yeah, it uh, it was pretty awesome. I also love. I mean, we were worried that we weren't going to hit our five hundred dollar goal, and we ended mm-hmm. up blowing right past that. Yep. So, yep, that was awesome. Yeah, it was. It was super cool. It was super super cool. So, um, but yeah, sh- shout out to uh, shout out to uh, everyone who donated. Um, it was amazing. So I, I can't say enough good things about that. Um, but you know, and and generally, you know, genuinely, generally, uh, uh, almost without a without exception, we invite the winner. From the uh, from the LL Open onto the podcast uh, for the following week. So 
Um, Jerry, do you want to introduce our guest this week? Because I don't want to make him wait any longer. He's been, you know, he's probably clutching his trophy right now, holding it above his head, just waiting for us to introduce <laughs> him. Like uh, Stand By Me with the boombox scene. <laughs> uh, I've is that Sam? That's not Sam. Oh, no, that's that's say anything. Say anything. Okay. That's what yeah. It I've is. never seen. I've never seen that. Um, but yeah, pretty much. He's he's ready. He's waiting in the wings. He's ready to be introduced. So Jerry, let's uh, generate the smoke machines with the laser show going. <laughs> and uh, yeah, let's introduce I, uh, our guest this week. I only have seven fingers. I blew the rest of them off setting up the pyrotechnics display. Uh, worth it. But it's worth it to welcome to the cast the leaving a legacy eight open champion. Michael Munchbach, how are you doing, man? I'm doing great. What an incredible introduction. <laughs> <laughs> I know I lost fingers for you. I know. <laughs> hey, you know, oh, we probably should have thought about this, Pat, doing this mostly visual intro on a podcast, mm-hmm. but um yeah, we didn't really think. I mean, I'm, I'm actually it's hard for me to see the, the the camera right now because I got all the smoke in my face, but I hope I hope it, you know, at least at least audio-wise it gets through to the listeners. Right. <laughs> I think it will. That was awesome. Uh, yeah. Thanks for having me on. Happy to be here. Thanks for uh, you guys do the real winner stream with the, the trophy, the custom trophy, the podcast, everything. It's great. Yeah, You know, we try to, we try to, you know, it's uh, and you know, we're so thankful that people like you come out and play the game, man. And, uh, and we, we, the opens wouldn't, would, would be useless with people come playing at them uh, traveling and whatnot. And so we really appreciate you guys showing up and, and you had a, you had a great day, Mike. Yeah, for sure. Oh, I did. Well, I, I had a lot of luck, but thank you. <laughs> I had a good day. I had a good run of it. And uh, the elephant in the room, I know everyone was wondering, you know, what the MVP card was going to be that was encased in the trophy. So you want to let our our listeners who haven't seen it yet, what your uh, MVP of choice was? Yeah. So so for the listeners who haven't seen it yet and who might get mad about it, it was, in fact, Merck's Head Region. <laughs> um, I, I saw quite a few comments of people being uh, pretty, uh, I don't know, chagrin. Is that the word to use about uh, Bora yeah. Delver winning? But I mean, come on. There was there was two copies in the top eight. It was you know who you know who are mad about people. You know who gets mad about Blue Red Delver winning a tournament? Who losers? People who <laughs> lost. Okay, so they can eat shit. True. <laughs> I love seeing Blue Red Delver take down the tournament. So I was I was rooting for you guys in the finals for sure, for sure. Thank you. There's actually a lot of cards that could have been a contention for that. Um, looking back like on the day, you know, like, like there were some really key days moments that were good. Um, you know, wasteland had, a, I played against lands and depths and all that. So like wasteland mm-hmm. ended up being pretty huge, mm-hmm. but you know, it, it just the fact that like Merc's had reaching out classes, the other creature decks and yeah, and I think that was what the difference kind of was. I, I thought you could have made a, 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 a case for Jar- dragon's rage channeler too, because sure. we saw you, we saw you surveil a lot with that card. Very, yeah. very effectively. I think. Yeah, I think uh, one time you had like three Dragon Reigns Channelers in play or uh, you went like turn one Dragon Rage Channeler, turn two double Dragon Rage Channeler. And it's like, ooh, okay, (laughs) that's a threat. I don't remember that happening on camera, but obviously Dragon Rage Channeler is awesome. It's like just a fantastic um, threat and it fuels the Murktad region. Mm -hmm, So, mm -hmm. I I mean, maybe maybe dragon's rage channeler is the the supporting character in the wings who deserves the credit but merc tides the big star <laughs> well speaking of the list let's go down it real quick because i do want to there, there was i don't think there was anything in the main deck that was too out of place um if you know and correct me if i'm wrong but um but yeah it's, it's worth mentioning the uh the, the deck for sure so um the spell package we had four force of will four brainstorm four expressive iteration which we saw you played a great effect uh four ponder four bolt four days 
a pyroblast in the main, um, one chain lightning, and two Mishra's bobble. And then uh, creature suite, we had four dragons rage channeler, four merc tides, four delvers, and a brazen borrower. And then the, the, the lands package was four wasteland, four volcanics, three deltas, two strands, two misties, uh, one tarn, one mystic sanctuary, one island, and one steam events. Now, uh, when it comes to these, like the the main deck, Mike, like what was were there any cards in there that you felt were kind of dead weight? Like was was the one of Pyroblast worth having? Did you see a lot, enough blue matchups? Because going down the um, going down like the uh, the metagame breakdown that I'm currently doing, and I'm only about a third of the way in. I mean, there's there's certainly quite a few blue decks, but there is a lot of there are quite a few decks that are just not having not you know completely no blue in them at all. So how how did how did a card like uh, Pyroblast um, play out for you? It was fucking terrible, actually. Yeah. Um, <laughs> can I swear? Is that fine? Yeah, Absolute that's fucking okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, it was, it was really fucking bad. I played in the Swiss. I played two blue decks. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was it was not great. And then in the the top eight, I played against uh, two blue decks, but it was it was Tess and Acast. So, you know, your mileage may vary there. It's yeah. good. It's better than another Bolt or something would be. But yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, like the 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 main deck Pyroblast, you just you don't know kind of, I guess, what your, totally. your breakdown is going to be. If like if yeah. I played Jeskai four times or something, I would have wanted it there. Um, but I mean, you ha- you have a lot of ways of putting it back on top of the deck, or yeah. you know, later in the game, you can you can surveil it away, you can express iteration it away. So you have ways of 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 you know basically <laughs> cycling it through your through your deck if you need to. Um, sure. But like you know, let's say you're playing an event on Saturday, like I am. It, would you consider keeping Pyroblast in there if you're facing, say, a similar metagame, something in the in the you know northeast area? If you know what your metagame is, cut the Pyroblast, and you know the Pyroblast isn't going to be good, cut the Pyroblast. Mm-hmm. I think in in a somewhat open metagame, I would still run the Pyroblast. Mm-hmm. Um, Rich Kelly had an article that came out last month that had an insight that I thought was pretty good about Pyroblast in the main. Uh, which is, you know, Pyroblast is about as as narrow as a card like Unholy Heat is. Mm-hmm. you know in legacy there are some decks that don't play creatures right it's just one of those things it's like some of your cards are gonna be bad like if you're playing jeskai control and you're playing four source of pleasures yep it's just one of those things it's you you hedge for the meta you expect and sometimes it doesn't work out right now, but this is the same main deck that i've been playing since the rag band man <laughs> so <laughs> I, I was gonna say so how did you arrive on your 60 you know is is it just like are you in some of like the delver groups and this is kind of the agreed upon best list is this something you tinkered with like how, how did you arrive at this exact 60 I, this this 60 is very stock i don't think right um i mean there's basically like two or three flex slots and i guess yeah. the better question is how did you decide on your two or three flex slots <laughs> <laughs> so i was actually i was actually play testing without delver last weekend mm-hmm. uh i was playing ledger shredders instead uh and i liked it last weekend when i was trying it but then i tried and then i played a few leaks with it and it's it, it's it's too hard like i like holding up fire blasts i like um it, making my days is better i like mm-hmm. being able to do things with the extra man on my turns and whatnot yeah. um i like the i mean like i like the the list with delver as opposed to like these delver lists we see with like snapcaster mages and predicts and things like that yep um i think at the end of the day i think like express iteration is tricking people into thinking delver is a, a control deck or a mid-range deck at the end of the day it's a deck that kills you um so i like the chain lightning i like delver of secrets it's it's all pretty stock. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what else to say about it. Now, uh, I believe you told us on the day of the event that uh, this was your first major paper legacy event. 
It's not my first major paper legacy event. It's my first top eight. Oh, okay. I got you. I got you. Uh, it's my second major legacy event. Uh, I did go to SEG Philly in February. Um, and I got 32nd there. So just, just absolute like minimum you need to cash, but that (laughs) was kind of cool too. But this is my first time top eighting anything. So that was very cool. And he just blew right past top eight straight into victory. (laughs) I jumped a few spots from 32nd to first. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Hey, I got, I got another question for you. And like I said, because I'm going to be playing this now, listen, I just pulled the Ragavans out of my Blue Red Delver deck to sell them yesterday. <laughs> so, like, I haven't played Blue. I mean, Blue Red Delver is my is my deck. I've played. That's basically all I played since I started playing Legacy. But I haven't played this. So, tell me about like your your lands package. Like, do I have to go buy a fourth Volcanic Island? Do you really need the Mystic Sanctuary? Like, how do those in yes. the Steam Vents? Like, how do those cards play out for you? So, Steam Vents is it, like the damage from it's more negligible, and it seems like just having the the fifth colors is mm-hmm. nice, useful. Um, your opponent, you know, loan with notwithstanding can only play four wastelands. Um, like just, so the four Volks and the steam vents is huge because I mean, Volks just cause they're better than steam vents, yep. but to enable, there's a lot you're trying to enable in this Delver deck. You're trying to cast, and this is, it was the same thing with Ragavan. Um, you are trying to cast Dragon's Rage channel on one. You're mm-hmm. trying to cast days on one and you're trying to have four islands and play for mystic sanctuary. Right. And every Delver deck is playing mystic sanctuary for a reason. Yep. Um, which is just those expressive iteration loops or even getting back a pyroblast to like take out your opponent's Merktide is so huge in that mid game. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's so huge against these control decks. It's so huge against these death and taxes decks. Um, it's, 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 I think it's really not negotiable. Gotcha. Okay. All right. So I got some investment to do this week then. <laughs> I've had, I've had a, a, like a, I've had four volcanics at one point. And I'm like, Oh, I'll, I'll sell one because Lura yeah. Delver never really needs a fourth one. And now I need a fourth one, which is yeah. fine. I, I don't care. Yeah. I don't have a huge legacy collection. Uh, I have my four Volks and mm-hmm. then I have like five other duels and well, yeah. it's going to change now because I'm picking up another one after this weekend, but well, yeah, you got a little extra money in your pocket, <laughs> you right? Uh, <laughs> that's going straight back to cardboard. So now I, I didn't really get the logistics of the top eight. Did you guys split the top four? Yes. Is that how it ended up working out? Yeah. Which was way better because those last two rounds were just a lot of fun. Yes. And I think if the difference was, between four hundred dollars and two thousand dollars, it would have been a lot less fun. But sure. yeah, we 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 agreed to split, and then we played it out for the trophy. So what did it? So I know it was two thousand at first, right? And then was it a thousand a second? Is that what it, it worked was, out to be? It was two thousand, one thousand, four hundred, four hundred. Okay, nice. So you guys all walked away with uh nine fifty. Yeah, that's that's actually not a bad day. Yeah, absolutely. I'll take that split nice. any day. Nice. In this economy, that's <laughs> <pretty good. laughs> all right. So let's go to the sideboard now, if you, if you don't mind. Um. Let, let, you know, so running down the sideboard, we had melt, we had two meltdowns, a force negation, a submerge, a torpor herb, torpor orb, <laughs> uh, one of Jerry's favorites. Torpor herb. Torpor herb. herb. Two counterbalance, a price of progress. One of my favorite cards of all time, by the way. Um, two more pyroblast, a red blast, and end the festivities, an energy flux, and two surgical extraction. So tell me, like, um, you know, what matchups were like, what cards here were, MVPs in the week on the, on the, uh, on the, on the Saturday rather. So I actually drew very few of my sideboard cards <laughs> over the, the many rounds of play on Saturday. It was kind of irritating. Um, I obviously prepared a lot for, uh, I, I dedicated three 
at minimum three slots to eight cast mm-hmm. um, because that's a matchup I think is really won or lost based on the strength of your sideboard when you're Delver. Yep. Um, looking back on the energy flux, energy flux sucks and I shouldn't have put it in my uh, sideboard. I should, mm-hmm. should have been null rod or something. Yep. Um, that's like, another that, card that I'm a, I'm a huge fan of. I yeah, no rod's very good. It's like it like it's incidentally good against like storm and things like that too. Yep. Yep. Um, which like my one match loss on the day was to Tony Scaponi on um Epic Gamble. Epic Gamble. So like yeah. having that extra like like little juice there would have been great. Mm-hmm. Um but like the, the the blaster stock again, it was kind of medium. Yep. Um, the counterbalances, that's something I've just seen popping up in in challenges and whatnot. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of that's an innovation from the Delverless decks with predicts yep. and and baubles, and they're playing more baubles and things like that. Yeah. Um, but I liked it against as a as a hedge against the control decks. I've been okay. on Court of Cunning, like a lot of people have up until now. And like when you court of cunning and your opponent like flashes a snapcaster mage or if they're ahead on board or something it's absolutely it sucks ass mm-hmm. um so i didn't want to do that so that's where the counterbalances came from and again it's kind of incidentally like game against a cast things like that where they have sure. zeros um what other cards uh two yeah, so we had, the story, yeah how did, did you play against reanimator because i've seen actually quite a few on the uh the metagame i did not play against reanimator uh, okay. i didn't expect a lot of reanimator i'm usually i usually would play two surgicals in a graph diggers cage Mm-hmm. uh for reanimator but i wasn't expecting a lot of reanimator so i thought two surgicals and the force negation would be enough yep um and then pop would have been awesome if you know i drew it because right. <laughs> <laughs> i played against i played against lands and, and depth like i said there, there's so many good decks where price of progress comes in comes yes. in in my opinion you know yeah i think price of progress is very well positioned right now yeah um like there was a price of progress, I think was, was really much, was really like brought into the meta for eight mulch mm-hmm. um, because they were playing, I think three um, maze of death and uh, tons of non-basics and whatnot. Yep. But it, it, like, where like, like your force negation is not going to cut it where it might like versus hitting a Roman lands, but it's, sure. it's so good against these decks that beat you. Yep. Yep. And what about the one of end of the end of the festivities? Uh, is that just a sweeper it, against like um uh, against like uh you know uh storm or something like that? It is a sweeper against storm, and it's yep. good for that. It's also just uh, it's very good against death and taxes. Like I have a torpor orb, I, I came trying to be respectful of death and taxes. Yep. And and the festivities and torpor orb were kind of my picks. Yep. Um. So I was going back between and the festivities and rough tumble, rough tumble, yeah, rough tumble. Yep. is a little bit better against like the the mono red like the moonstone biagro decks mm-hmm. and a little worse against death and taxes like for thalia considerations and things like that um and i ended up playing at end of the festivities because i was a little slapdash breaking my deck and i just forgot to bring rough tumble in case i decided last second <laughs> i wanted to play it so i yep. stuck with end of the festivities so do you think rough tumble would have been would have been your pick instead over it or uh probably but i think it's very close yeah um like very very close. So. Okay. Um. So, uh, like, kind of looking at the deck as a whole, how did you feel? I mean, obviously, you took down the tournament, so the deck performed <laughs> pretty well. Um. How did you feel about your deck choice, and you know what what you saw out the field, and how that lined up for you? I thought the tables were very like. They, I mean, from the very beginning, I they were very hostile to Delver. Yep. Um. People came prepared to play against Delver. 
Um, like I played against death and taxes several times. I played against lands. I came played against depths and all that. Um, but it, I, I, I mean, joking that Delver has no bad matchups. It, mm-hmm. I feel fine. Yeah. Um, like obviously the land style death decks are tough, but otherwise yeah. like, you have game against everything. Like even yep. like eight cast, I think rose in popularity because it seemed good against Delver. And then we put two meltdowns in the sideboard. It's like, Oh, not that, that was enough to, yeah. <laughs> that shot the price of that card up quite a bit too. It's like $15 now. It's yeah, nuts. Crazy. Crazy. I got to pick up a couple now this week as well. I got I to gotta buy a lot of cards this week. I guess. So. <laughs> it sounds like. <laughs> yeah. Um, so if you need a volcanic Island, by the way, Pat, I think I can scrounge one up for you. If you have one, I mean, I don't, I really don't mind buying one. Cause like, you know, it's, it's real estate. So I, I think uh dual lands are fairly cheap right now. At least last time I checked, they came, are they? they came way down in price compared to like pandemic prices. Yeah. Compared not, to like not, a year ago. Yeah. Yeah. Like That's I think, good. Like underground sea came down like three hundred dollars. Really? Like they, well, they were going for like eight hundred dollars, and now they're down to like a more reasonable five hundred. Oh, okay. Picked up, I picked up my fourth volcanic island at SCG Philly. Oh, nice. Um, and I think it's probably dropped about a hundred dollars since then. <laughs> so, but you know, less, less nice, less nice. Shit happens. Uh, yeah, like, they're going for HPs are going for like five forty on TCG player, yeah. but you can probably get like a moderately played one for like around 600 or so that's not that's not horrible i guess best volcanic island i ever bought was when uh it was at like some scg event and we we sat down for uh round pairings and i realized that i had i so i had just purchased a black border uh uh duel for the deck Mm -hmm. and i was showing it off in the hotel room that morning that morning Mm -hmm. and i forgot to put it back in the deck so and I realized that as we're sitting down for, for round one pairings and I immediately just got up out of my seat, walked to the closest dealer and said, Hey, do you have a volcanic Island? Like, yeah, I'm like, take, give it to me. I don't care how much it is. Just give it to me. <laughs> and it, it ended up working out because it's increased since then. But <laughs> yeah. What'd you pay for $25? Like, <laughs> no, no, no. I definitely paid probably like $400 for it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I think the first, the first volcanic Island I bought, I think I paid like, 294 and that was a, that was a good deal and uh i probably paid like you know around that for the other two the other two or three that i've had in my life so whatever i'll i'll buy one for a little bit more i don't care like i said I, I, the money is is less relevant it's more about i just got to play the deck so you know you know how it is so heavy played oh you're looking for volcanic islands yeah hp's on tcg player there's one for 540 there's hp's for actually like as low as like 424 that's actually not bad. So four twenty four is not bad at all. Yeah, that's that's you know, I mean, I'll I'll end up paying more than that because I need it. I need it this weekend, so I'll probably just be buying at whatever store with the store I go to, which will be ELD's uh, Time Vault Games in Bellingham. I should be going there on if so. Basically, I have a cookout to go to on Saturday, so if the weather's nice, I gotta go to the cookout. But if it gets rained out and gets pushed to Sunday, I'll go to the tournament. So that's what I'm looking at the weather right now, like for the week. So, um, but it's looking good. Looks like I'll be there, so I'm excited for that. But um so yeah so so anything you'd change about the deck i mean i'd like to hear about how your day went kind of if you have a if you have a recap of round by round or even a rough memory of what happens i Um, went back uh i mentioned i I know i mentioned the other day i uh yeah i was shooting my friends in the group chat after each victory like yeah Yeah. (laughs) Uh, so that was helpful going down through it Um, are you a note taker when you play like when like like i always keep a notebook and I, i always write down like who I'm playing and the deck I'm playing against. And then I just write notes in the, in the column of my notebook. Do you do that? Or are you just like, you yeah, just like, I, 
I, I like like make gestures towards doing that. I'm like, oh yeah, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be hardcore spike. I'm gonna yeah, I'm yeah. take all the notes. I'm gonna scout what people are doing. I don't end up doing any of that. I always yeah. plan to. It's 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 okay. <laughs> neither neither does Pat. Pat takes notes for the first two rounds, and then after that, it's like yeah. his, lun- his lunch order, uh, <laughs> directions how to get home. First of all, I always know how to get home, Jerry. Okay. Uh, yes. <laughs> all right. Yeah. So let's go. Um. Uh, I will actually before we do that, let's. Actually, yeah, no, let's go round by round and then when we get in the top eight. I'll, we'll just mention the top eight decks, what the what the archetypes were. But yeah, let's go. Let's go. Uh, let's hear your Swiss. So there, we had 104 players. So there was seven rounds of Swiss, basically. Yeah, it was great. Great turnout. Uh, so round one, I faced DNT. Uh, I think I beat it 2-1. I didn't say in my group chat whether or not I beat them 2-1. I think it was 2-1. Mm-hmm. Um, so in game one, I, I it was it was I, so. The games I won, it's because I was a better Wasteland deck, weirdly, at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, he was playing Urza Sagas and Aganjos and whatnot, and between all those, there was actually just a lot of wasteful targets. The mana was not as stable as you usually expect or hope from Death and Taxes. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was kind of able to... Like, I, I basically, in game three, I remember I wasted my opponent out Basically, he he led on a Ganjo and he was not able to keep more than one land in play for for the entire uh, third game. So I think that kind of death and taxes, um, Yorion, 80 card, half of them non-basics mana base really came to bite mm-hmm. them there. Um, I don't remember too much other than that. And then round two. Uh, I went 2-1 against Naya Depths. And I know mm-hmm. I went 2-1 against Naya Depths. Uh, game one, I drew three Wastelands. Um, so I did not get merit laged. I was able to keep all the, <laughs> all the, the kind of crazy stuff out of, out of play. Um, I got merit laged game two. Just, it happened. I didn't have it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then game three, I remember I won with like kind of beyond excessive force. I had, you know, the it's no such thing. <laughs> I, opponent was at opponent was at ten. Uh, I had seven seven Merktide three three, um, Dragon's Rage Chandler and play. I'm swinging for lethal. They mm-hmm. go to blast my Merktide Regents. The last card in hand. I force negation it because I brought that in. Why did I bring that in? I don't know. Why I brought that in. Um, must have thought it was better than something in my deck. <laughs> and maybe that's against lands then. But I also had the price of progress in my hand, chain landing. I had lethal burn in hand. So nice. either way, I wasn't too worried about it. Yep. Um, round three was against lands, and I actually got two O lands, which was huge. Yeah. Because <laughs> that's a very like like the Naya Depths and Lands were the the <clears throat> matchups I was most hoping to dodge coming yep. into this tournament. Mm-hmm. I think they're very good against Delver, um, because they're playing very good removal against you. Um, Maze of Ith is very good against you. There's too many targets for your wasteland. They're a wasteland deck. There's just a lot of axes they can fight you on. Yep. Um, but uh game th- game one, I had a uh slight misplay where I was ahead by all metrics. I was swinging in for lethal. They had a maze of it in play and they had the ability to make merit lodge. And I had merit lage and I had one active wasteland just untapped, ready to go. My plan was I can swing with everything. They can maze of it. I don't care. I have enough lethal threats here. And if they go to make merit lage, I can wasteland the dark depths. 
Mm-hmm. I was not thinking about crop rotation. I should have been thought, thinking about crop rotation. You should yep. always be thinking about crop rotation. <laughs> Played crop rotation off the Mox Diamond, and I'm like, what could he possibly get with the crop rotation on the stack? Uh, it's like, oh, Bajuka Bog, take me off Delirium for my two Dragon's Rage Channelers. He has yep. a contract on the battlefield. This is bad. Um, but because, and this is one of the interesting things about lands, Days is really bad against lands. Mm-hmm. Um, I usually try to take out as many dazes as I can, but I did have a daze in my hand. And because like like daze is bad against lands mostly like for theory reasons because they don't have to cast many spells, but they don't actually have that much like free mana every turn. Right. So I was able to daze that after a few minutes of thinking, oh shit, what do I do about this bog that's gonna come down? Yep. Um, and then game three, I was able to establish a board presence. My Opponent didn't really get his engine online. He didn't have a loam. He didn't have like, I don't know if they're still playing Valkyrie Exploration, um, but he didn't have anything like that. Mm-hmm. And I wastelanded his Maze of it. He crop rotted it. I was able to surgical the Maze of it with the crop rot- rotation nice. on the stack. Yep. And that was all she wrote. Yep. Um, <clears throat> let's see. Game four was a 2 1 blue red Delver Mirror. The only Delver Mirror I played all day. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't remember what happened. I think I got wastelanded out the game I lost. I think I wastelanded him out one of the games I won. One of them was a fair game. There was one kind of notable moment for people playing Delver Mirrors out there. Um, we were in a Merktide region fight. Mm-hmm. He had a 7 7 Merktide region. He was kind of had most of the game. I was behind on life. I had an 8 8 Merktide region. Um, we both had low resources. I think I had an expressive iteration in hand, but I was mostly tapped out. Um, my opponent had no cards in the hand to my knowledge, but he had a three islands and a polluted Delta. Mm-hmm. Uh, I brainstormed, maybe I brainstormed in the expressive iteration and I found a wasteland. I was able to float the wasteland in play. And now he can't get the pyroblast out of his graveyard and kill me. Um, because he he has this on un- this polluted delta that now if he taps it to go get the mystic sanctuary i can uh wasteland one of his volcanic islands in response and he'll no longer have the requisite number of yep. islands to yep. trigger the mystic sanctuary so he probably lost that match because mm-hmm. he was not thinking of playing about me drawing into wasteland and he he knew that like when it happened once the wasteland came into play he's like yeah you know if i had you know fetched this earlier i could have I threw away that game. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, so that was kind of a, a pivotal moment. Nice. Let's see. Da, 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 da. Uh, game five is the this match five is the match I lost to Tony Scaponi. Mm-hmm. Um, playing, of course, the Epic Gamble. Um, I won game one because I had I was on the play and I had everything. I had dazes. I got three fourths of wills over the, the first few turns of the game. Um, he just died. Um, game two, uh, I frustrated myself with my own play a little bit, mm-hmm. um, because it's really, really hard with these test style decks to figure out where in the chain you're supposed to fight. A hundred percent. Yeah, absolutely. Where they're, they're playing their galvanic relays. They're playing yep. like they have so much capacity to rebuild. And like, if you fight over the wrong spell, you could just get lion's eye diamond echo of eons. And it's like, yep. what, the, what, what did you accomplish here? Um, so there was a turn where he put he, he went for a defense grid. I think maybe he didn't go for a defense grid, but either way, he played a spell. It would kind of let it, you know, it didn't resolve or I let it happen. Either way, I could I had still had counter play. Mm-hmm. Like I, I still had counter magic in play. 
Um, he went for a Grim Monolith. I was like, okay, Grim Monolith by itself is three mana. I'm not too worried about it. Goes for Lotus Petal. I should have forced either this Grim Monolith or this Lotus Petal. Yep. Um, because of Galvan, because of Storm cards. Right. Um, but it was, it was, you know, it was like maybe four. I'm like, well, if you get back realist for four, it's, you know, he, he has a lot of misses. It's not the biggest deal in the world. Yeah. I'm like, but if, you know, if after this he echoes, it's going to be way worse. Right. Um, so I did not force and he just goblins me. He just empties the Warrens. Yeah. He has, you know, eight, 10 goblins, however many goblins he had. And now I'm digging friend of the festivities. Don't find it. And I lose. And I was yeah. irritated there. because I'm like, you know, I should have forced something here. Yeah. I fought over yeah. This. And then I hate that feeling when it's like you're playing the combo deck and you have the counter spell, and then you just like you realize too late that the moment to counter yeah. something has passed. Yeah, you're like, yeah. <laughs> always like, happens, it happens with Storm and Doomsday. It's just like, well, <laughs> <All right. laughs> whoops. Uh, I guess that was my moment. <laughs> um, and then in game three, it was a, just another like you know he made he overmaster actually came in huge for him there. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's like, well, I have one force of will. If I if I force this overmaster, I can't force the echo or whatever he puts into play. Maybe right. he doesn't have it. <laughs> but of course, they always <laughs> have it. So uh, that was just another like he made like medium goblin pile. I never found the end of festivities. I lost. Yeah. Um. So that was pretty brutal. Um. Match six, I played against twelve post or cloud post. I don't know how mm-hmm. many posts, but cloud post. Um. So I was on the play. I go steam vents, uh, threat. My opponent goes once upon a time, basic forest, pithing needle. Absolutely not. Um, so days that pithing needle and just was able to, to kind of keep the wasteland pressure up and clear that game. And then in game two, he was able to resolve the pithing needle but he kind of never got anything else going for him. He never mm-hmm. got, you know, to, he never got like to make a prime time or anything. Um, and that was a, a pretty simple uh, match of magic mm-hmm. game seven, uh, match seven. So in match seven, I was sixth seed in the tournament and yep. Um, so you had to play. You weren't able to draw in the top eight at that. So I actually don't know how to do intentional draw math. Not even. A yeah, same. So, <laughs> so like I if, assumed if I six, had to play. Yeah. If you're in sit, like, I feel like yeah. first, second, third, like the people who are like tables one and two yeah. can usually ID in. But after that, I'm like, I have no idea. We just have to play it out. Yeah. That's always yeah. been my, that's, that's always been my, like my thoughts. More or less. I, I felt bad for Tony Scaponi because we just we kept trying to get him on camera for a feature match, and then it's like we finally got him on camera, and then they're like, "Oh, we're gonna ID." Like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that that match I lost to him actually. He was like, "Hey, you know, they told me last round that this round I'd be playing in the feature match." He was like, "So we went over to stood by the table," and then it's like, "No, you know, you don't have to. You do that." And they sent us back over, which I was uh-huh. grateful for because I didn't want to lose so horribly on camera. <laughs> <laughs> um, but. This match seven was was um, a pretty high stakes for me. Like mm-hmm. it was a high drama moment on a lot of levels. Yeah, I was playing against um, my my friend and actually uh, guy I was playtesting with last weekend, John Latori. Uh, he was playing Grixis Control, which was the deck he was playtesting with last weekend. Yep. Uh, I was playing Delver last weekend. I was playing more Shredders this weekend. I was just playing Delvers, and it's like we're gonna we're gonna play it out. One of us is getting knocked out. Yep. Yep. <laughs> that's this how it goes. It. 
he was because he was eighth seed, I was sixth seed. It's like this is it. One of us yeah. is making the top eight. One of us is not making the top eight. Yep. Um, and he's a brutal guy. I was kind of I was like, you know, maybe we can ID draw and we can both make it. And I'm like, you know, let's think about the match. He's like, no, we're playing. I'm like, oh, I like this guy. I like this guy. <laughs> My 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 like my running uh, joke on the on the uh, on the podcast. I got it from our friend Cyrus, who's a nasty storm <laughs> player. Is no splits kill them all. Yeah, <laughs> I mean that's the same way to do because I remember I did that with my friend Dan Holland back in the day. We were at an SCG event and we're like, hey, I think we can ID in. He's like, yeah, okay, let's ID in, and then we 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 both draw, and then I get in, and he gets ninth on breakers. <laughs> uh. <laughs> it's like, oh, sorry. Yeah, well, yeah. So so where he was eighth seed, you know, he like I. I definitely get that you're like yeah we're playing this <laughs> um, <Yep>. <laughs> um but so we played it out i lost game one just brutal fashion all his removal lined up against all my threats i got two for one uh i don't think i got three for one i don't think i played him through a three for one but i got two mm-hmm. for one by uh Hidetsugu controls uh consumes all um which wouldn't have been such a big deal if i was playing my ledger shredders but i wasn't i was playing my delver secrets and i got two for one um and he told me up front, he's like, I'm not playing in today's. I'm not playing in a wasteland. You're not getting nothing. Mm-hmm. So he was, uh, he was right. <laughs> he didn't play in today's. <laughs> the wasteland didn't play today's. So I lost that one brutal fashion. Uh, game two, um, I got a couple threats down. He went basic island, you know, ponder, whatever. He goes next turn, he goes underground sea, baleful tricks. I dazed the baleful tricks and now it's blood in the water. You like, I know he's going to play basic lands where he can. So I know yep. he doesn't have it. So I wasteland the underground scene. I'm, I'm pyroblasting, uh, dazes, force, you know, uh, brainstorms, mm-hmm. everything, you know, things I would normally be saving for braids and uh, not bra- baleful tricks and whatnot. Yep. Just no shot. Um, never draws the land and I kill him. Nice. Game three. I think I get two for one by Hidetsugu controls all consumes all again. It's a very good card, folks. Um, and or I get like Fury two for you know two for two, and that's mm-hmm. like a big deal. Um, he had a very, he had a very good run on Grixis control, mm-hmm. um, but he he's he, he's I'm totally behind. We're kind of both top decking, mm-hmm. but he has the vessel of the all consuming on board. He's beating me down. I think it's maybe a four, four or a five, five. And I need to, you know, start grinding some, something out here. It's too big to bolt now. Um, I get an expressive iteration off the expressive iteration. I see another expressive iteration, a land and a counterbalance. Um, I'm obviously taking, bo- I can cast either the expressive iteration or the counterbalance this turn. I think I still have my land drop uh, even after I play the next expressive iteration. Um, but so I, I kind of have a choice here. Do I cast the next expressive iteration to try to get deeper in my deck right now? Or do I play the counterbalance? Um, I decide to play the counterbalance because getting this hidden vessel off my back is only the first step. He still has a deck to play. Mm-hmm. Um, so the counterbalance was kind of, and this is, I think like the best counterbalance was in the whole tournament um, because I didn't play against any other blue decks really. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the, the counterbalance, I think, I, I played it and passed the turn and took some more damage. I know I need to get into a Merktide region that's just bigger than this vessel and can block it or race it. Um, I think this counterbalance counters his next three spells. Ooh. Just, just whatever he tried to resolve. I think he, 
he tried to EI or sun edict or something and just flip my own EI off the top, nope that shit. And then, you know, he goes for a pyroblast, you know, Dragon's Rage Channeler, Ponder, Dragon Rage Channeler, um, and absolutely steals the game. Like I said, I think I got lucky a lot. Yeah. This, uh, these were all blind flips. I got I got lucky <laughs> mostly this uh this tournament. So there was that was where some of my luck came through, but that yeah. was a that was a very close game, a very tense, dramatic kind of last round of yeah, uh, yeah, playing against your friend and play test partner and all that for the yep. uh, the uh, the one it into top eight. So yeah, and but then it pushes you into top eight, right? Yeah, it pushed me to top eight. Not only did it push me into top eight, it pushed me into second seed, ah, which ended up being huge for the quarters and semifinals because and again, I've never top eighted anything before, so I did not know. Then yeah. the top eight highest seed gets to choose who's on the play, who's on the draw. Right, right. And Delver on the play is a completely different animal Absolutely, than Delver yeah. on the draw. Yes, yes. Um, so I don't, I don't know if you want to round out some of the rest of the top eight before I. Yeah, talk I'll, about I'm going to go down the. Um, so I don't have the. Uh, actually, I, I could put them in order. Um, that okay. you have it in my phone somewhere. Uh, let me just give it real quick. Sorry. Um, so the top eight after Swiss was Tom Kessler was in, this is after Swiss with the standing yep. after Swiss was in first and he was running the Yorian uh, death and taxes. Then it was you, Michael on blue red Delver. Um, we had Joe Canadis, uh, who was in third place after Swiss. And I believe he was on um, eight cast. And uh, then we had Nick Bonnyman also on blue red Delver. Tony Scaponi was in sixth. He was playing uh, the Epic gamble. Then we had Ezra Christensen and his deck um, escapes my mind, but I'm going to pull it up here. Oh, yeah, Naya Depths. Um, Joe Castigna was in seventh, and he was on – sorry, I have to go through these decks again. He was on the Epic Storm, so he had a couple Storm decks in the top eight. And then Roland Chang was uh, uh, came in at eighth in the top eight um, and also was on Yorian Death and Taxes. So uh, a nice little top eight here. Uh a good smattering of decks, you know, a couple storm decks, a couple Delver decks, uh, a couple uh, death and taxes decks. And then, uh, yeah. And then we had eight cast and then we had uh, a night F. So it was a nice little, nice little top eight here. Yeah. And I, Oh, sorry. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, and so I, I did not want to get paired against the night. <laughs> I did not want to rip into it. I was like, I don't want this to be, I, I felt like, okay against the rest of the i didn't want to play against tony either because he beat me and that was mm-hmm. psychic damage um but i really didn't want to play against nine depths yep so so and actually just just something i noticed was the top four took out the bottom four in the first round so funny. all all the higher rank seeds won in the in in the quarterfinals of the uh, of the event which i thought was interesting that doesn't always happen that way yeah it's interesting especially because i know a Tony and somebody else uh, ID drawed in. Yeah. So it's kind of funny that that works out like that. Cause you yeah. don't really know where you're going to end up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, must've been the play draw difference. It, it happens. I mean, we saw, we saw like a couple of the, uh, I think we watched Tony in the quarters and uh, he was playing against uh, um, Nick Bonneman, who was on Blue Red Delver and Nick just drew like the most timely. So he drew like a, a, a great null rod. He was able, he was going to play on turn two or maybe it was going to deploy it on turn three and um, uh, Tony wheeled. And so in his next seven, Nick drew the, the one of 
uh, no awesome. rod again. Yeah, which was like was amazing. He played yeah, the no rod, right. and that was that was game three. You know, there was no there was nothing to, for Tony to really do after that. So, um, but yeah, that was that was the one play that stuck out in my mind um, in the quarters. Uh, and we we saw, um, I believe we saw Roland and Tom Kessler on uh, on camera for uh, for the quarters as well. Yes, I've, and yeah. Uh, and yeah, that Tom Tom like. Um, you know, not taking anything away from you, Mike, but Tom, Tom, like the story of his, of his, like when we have, whenever, whenever we had him on camera, he would be like, what looked like there were multiple- so far behind on board and, and he would find a way to claw back into the game and, and, and come out on top. It was, it was very impressive. Yeah. There were multiple times when he was on like one or two life staring down, like four creatures on the other side of the board. And he just clawed his way back from defeat. Yeah. <laughs> like would not take uh, a loss. Like, he, yep. like it was, it was pretty crazy. Yeah. That's, it was, it was very, very cool to see. Very cool to see. It's the thing um, about death and taxes. If you give it enough time, it will outgrind and claw yeah. back every, from every other deck in the format. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I totally, I totally agree. Um, but let's talk about your, let's talk about your quarterfinals. You ended up playing against, uh, was it Ezra Christian? No, you didn't play against the Depths deck. You played against. I played against uh, Tess. Oh, okay. So okay, yeah. Which so you which... played against John Jonathan, right? Yes. Uh, yeah. I, I, I'm sorry if I'm blanking on his name, but yeah, I played against the Epic yeah, Storm. Yeah, he was Bless on. You. He was on Tess. Thank you. So tell us how that game played out for you. Uh, well, I was on the the play game one. And I had a couple counter spells and I got to do Delver on the play stuff. Um, the Epic Storm these days is built really, really heavily slanted to beating Delver specifically. Yep. Uh, they're playing four veils in the main deck. Uh, Galvanic yeah. Relay is such a beating. Yeah, I saw uh, that in the list when I was typing them up. I'm like, geesh. <laughs> they, I mean, like, like, and and Brian Cooks just, just he's like, he's dubbed it the Delver Killer. This is just the list he's on. He's trying. He knows who he's trying to beat in the format. Um, and so game one, I think I just got to do Delver things. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, days of wish claw talisman force you know, some startup mana and kill you before you can get off the ground. Um, second game was much closer for obviously a lot of reasons. Um, I would have loved to have had a null rod in my deck instead of an, an energy flux. Cause that's one of those cards. That's like, here's your, your hoser. You get to beat the Epic storm. If, <laughs> if you resolve this card. Um, but I didn't, I had an energy flux, which I might've brought in still. And I don't think it would have been good there, but I might've done that. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. I don't remember very well. Um, but I, I had a lot of pressure on him. I had a lot of pressure on him. It was kind of at the point where you, you're at that storm turn where you can't wait anymore because it's a critical mass deck, but you can't wait anymore. You have to go for it. So he goes for it and he successfully wheels. He successfully echoes. He hard casts an echo, uh, draws some mana, you know, doesn't really get everything he's looking for. He's able to echo again because he hard casts it so he can still cast it from the graveyard and he passes the turn. Mm which is phenomenal. I love passing the turn, especially because he's just wheeled me into two force spells. Yep. Um, and two blue cards. So I have two Dragon's Rage channelers on the board, I think, at this point. I have Bobbles and maybe some other stuff. I'm immediately able to get the Delirium back. Um, swing in. He's not quite dead. It's one turn away from dead. Um, a little irritating that I was able to get my Delirium right away immediately because he doesn't get to <laughs> just try to rebuild and anything. So he has to go for it again. Um, 
he puts a spell in the stack. It must have been another echo or something. Maybe it wasn't another echo, but there's a spell in the stack. Um, maybe it was a, a burning wish or uh, a, a wish claw talisman. Um, I force it. Mm-hmm. He has a veil of summer. I force the veil of summer. He has the second veil of summer. So, so we're we're all in here. Whatever's happening with the turn is happening with the turn. Yeah. Yep. But he's just spent five mana or whatever casting whatever these spells with the veil of summers and everything, and he doesn't have the startup mana to get anything going. So yeah. the match is over. I've won. Um. So he got a little unlucky there, which was fortunate for me, obviously. Um, I like my odds on the play still because again, Delver is, is a complete, uh, unabashed monster on the play. It's very, <laughs> very hard. It, it can run you over very easily. Um, so I, who wouldn't, who knows what would happen if we got a game three there, but we didn't. So, yep. Yep. So, uh, so you move on into the semifinals and the semifinals you played against, was it Joe, Joe on a cast? Yes. Okay. Uh, well, I hope it was Joe. It was definitely a cast. And I like, yes, it was they were Joe. sitting right next. It was definitely a cast. I hope it was Joe. Yeah. yeah. So I was looking at the, ta- they were playing at the table next to us. Cause there was the two tables mm-hmm. and the game ended after hours. And I was watching rooting for him so hard because I did not want to play against Dex. <laughs> right. Absolutely. Right. Like, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, Oh, I'm like, Oh, you're going to force that. Are you going to, you're going to counter this. You're going to float the mana for auto water. Like I'm like looking at his hand. I'm not obviously saying anything, but I'm like, how are you going to do this? <laughs> and he, he does. He plays perfectly. He did a very good job. Um, and I think I, I think I won this one in two as well. Um, so Match number one, I'm on the play because again, I'm first seed still mm-hmm. or second seed in the, the but higher seed. Um, so I'm able to go threat, you know, pass. And he tries to resolve a chalice. I daze it. I wasteland him. He plays another uh, soul land. Goes goes for chalice again. Mm-hmm. Uh, by this, you know, I I had. Um, uh, maybe I forced that or something. Uh, the chalice doesn't resolve. I play another threat. He plays a third chalice. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just like, well, I don't have it this time. Um, but now, be, you know, now I'm the Delver deck with two threats on the board and you don't really have much to show for right. it. Um, the, so I'm able to kinda, chalice on one at that chalice point? Chalice on one. It's always okay. chalice on one. Yeah. I, yep. I mean, it just shuts off a third of my deck or more. Right. Right. Um, especially game one um it's you know very good and definitely was the right play for him um but i i just like being on the play i had too much time to get off the ground yeah um and like once you kind of like can establish those couple threats you need you can you can fly over whatever else they kind of drive away and get into the red zone and i i think i probably ended that one with a a merced region like a five five or something Mm -hmm. and cleared it and then in game two we had another kind of chalice fight so he is on the play in this round obviously i brought in my energy flux I, I never get to cast i never draw it but mm-hmm. i got to bring it into the deck it was there for <clears throat> he goes he plays seed of the synod <laughs> okay um in in pasts and something about seed of the synod pass screamed weakness to me 
Okay. <laughs> <laughs> just, just like, I mean, you, you play dumber, you know how it goes. Like, yeah, yeah. just like these like little like decisions your opponent makes, like is blood in the water. You're going for the wasteland. Yep. Yep. So I uh, wasteland him uh, and he goes ancient tomb Charleston. When I'm like, Oh fuck, I fucked it. <laughs> <laughs> well, but he doesn't really have anything else going. He plays like a bobble. He kind of leaves it in play. Um, you know, I, I go to my turn. I have, I have the meltdown in my hand anyways. I'm not too, upset about this chalice yep um i need to draw another land for it i you know so i'm just kind of waiting waiting um and he does not have another land either um so i'm able to melt down that chalice and clear it from the board and i think i get a threat down maybe maybe i don't get a threat down um and he does not play another chalice uh, or okay. if he does play another chalice, I counter it. But either way, that chalice does not come back on the board, but he's able to, he, he gets his Urza Saga down. I don't have a wasteland or anything. So we're kind of playing an Urza Saga game. I get a Murktide region down and I'm, I feel a million miles ahead. He has no board presence. I have a, like three, three, four, four Murktide region. I have a second one in hand. Yep. I end up with a, you know, he, he's able to get his constructs rolling, but by the time he has two constructs and a shadow spear and has equipped it, I have a seven-seven Murktide and an eight-eight or a nine-nine yeah, Murktide. Yeah, and my creatures are just bigger. I don't care about your Shadow Spear. You can gain the life back. He attacks. It's not enough. I can. And that this was the moment that was on camera. Yep. Um. I I block the construct. He's at eleven after the attack after life gain from Shadow Spear. I have seventeen power on board or however mm-hmm. much I had, and swing in for lethal. Uh, Murtide region and, and and maybe Ledger Shredder too if we end up on Ledger Shredders if if or when Murtide gets banned. Um, but just having these like like this big big threat that doesn't get shut out by Chalice of the Void is and flies right and so big against these yeah. decks. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. So finals. yeah. So yeah, and then you get into the finals, right? Yep. Yep. So and I this- actually. This was on camera, so this is all on camera. So, yep. So when I'm wrong, you're remembering what happened. <laughs> yeah, I'm watching <laughs> the play by play right now. So if you misspeak, I'll let you know immediately. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, I I actually feel very comfortable in the death and taxes matchup. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of people think it's a bad matchup for Delver. That's why people play. That's one of the big reasons people play death and taxes. That's why mm-hmm. I'm sure Roland Chang bought brought. Uh, death and taxes to this event as opposed to delver um but i think that matchup is close to even maybe death and taxes is like 55 45 i don't think it's 60 40 i think Mm -hmm. it's like 50 50 or 55 45 i think it's very close actually um with the current iteration of delver Mm-hmm. um but i don't like starting on the draw which i was starting here yeah, yeah. um and the, the the story kind of tells itself um he kind of had a middling early game he didn't have a ton going on he had a mother of runes which was active and like that was obviously a, a kind of a complication mm-hmm. but i think i might have i think this was around my days of stoneforge mystic so he wasn't really able to get a strong threat on the board um to take advantage or like anything to build off of with his mother of runes yeah um, and I was able to get that five, five Murktide down. I think people look down on the five, five Murktide, but it's, it's big enough. It still hits. It still hits. So I probably dealt what 15 damage with that Murktide region. Mm-hmm. I think I might've hit him once with a Delver and that Delver got killed and got exiled. Um, and then the Murktide brought him down to four. Um, 
and then he was able to resolve a timeless dragon, mm-hmm. which kind of complicates my five five Murktide plan. Correct. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. with the the active mother runes and everything. Yes. Now I have the chain lightning in my hands, but three four minus three does not equal zero. Right. <laughs> uh, and I have you know I have the four lands in play. Mm-hmm. I I, I kind of have a brain fart here. I'm going to chalk it up to it was very late. Yep. <laughs> it was nine o'clock. We've been playing since 11 a.m. Because um, obviously, the obvious play is chain lightning, wait a turn, put it back on your library with Mystic Sanctuary. I had all that right. lined up. Right. But I didn't think of it. So I'm just like, well, maybe I'll draw my bolt or maybe I'll draw the card that draws me the bolt. Um, I think he ends up, I don't know if he just passes the turn or if he plays Yorion or something. Something. Mm-hmm. He, he took a game action. I drew the second bolt anyways. It's like, oh, great, perfect. (laughs) (laughs) Didn't need to think about it. (laughs) Yeah, is the best. (laughs) But like, even like, like as soon as I passed the turn, I had that realization. I'm like, oh, I have this chain lightning. I have Mystic Sanctuary in my deck. I can do this. Yes. So I was not actually worried at that point. And once I won that first game, I felt very strong. Like I can lose game two and then come back with my... Right, right. Yeah, because like you said, being on the play is such a huge advantage for Blue Red Delver. Like, yeah, just yeah. just your days being so much stronger on the play yes. and getting your threats together earlier is, is so powerful. Because yeah. I, I think Tom, if I'm remembering correctly, did a very good job playing around days most of the match, mm-hmm. uh, as as most players in high level competition will do, uh, where they don't have to play into days they won't. Yep, yep. Um, but. Game two, I think he just wasted me out from remembering correctly. It was mm-hmm. very rough. He got like the he got all the hooks in. Uh, yes. He he got the spirit of the labyrinth down. He had uh, he did not have mother of Rose be at the batter skull, so there's no chance I was racing him. He was able to right. get a batter skull in play. I was yep. Before that, I had hopes of beating in with my three three dragons race channel and maybe racing get some bolts in. No shot. Yeah. Um, and I kind of resigned that game before I officially you know resigned that game mm-hmm. because I was like, well, I'll play it out, but I think I'm dead. Yep. And then game game three was another one of those kind of games where it's, it's you just get your threat on the board and you kill them before they can uh, kind of establish a, a presence. Um, he I played I think turn one Delver maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, he played turn one Mom. Um, obviously, Mom's a, a card you don't want to play against with Delver because it's going to turn off all your removal and you still believe in your removal. Like, it can go to face, but you'd like it to go at creatures. It's still probably correct most of the time. Um, so I bolt. I chain lightning the Mom. And then he untaps, plays two more Moms. And it's like, well, that was stupid, I guess. Um, or uh, you feel silly. I think it's strictly correct, but you feel silly for doing it. Mm-hmm. Um so I don't remember what the rest of my threats looked like that game. I probably played at least one other threat. Um, maybe two other threats. Um, sorry, I hit the mute button. That's um, cool. So I probably had, I probably established at least one other threat. I don't fully remember, but he kind of only had the moms going for him. Um, he tried to play an extraction specialist, which would go the third mom, which I did not care about. Um, but I forced it because I could not beat a 3-2 lifelink plus the two moms. <laughs> like, I could not clear it, and, like, I had to race it with my three power creatures. That math just doesn't add up. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had to force it. Again, he wasn't kind of really able to build on anything. Um, 
I'm, I'm beating in, I'm beating in, I have lethal on board. He has to tap out. I, I, like at this point, I have resources in hands. I'm kind of okay to go. Mm-hmm. He has to tap out into Yorion. I daze the Yorion. Uh, Yorion's not free. Um, and that, that's it. He's, he's, you know, his yep. five mana spell got dazed and, yep. and the match is over. Yep. Um, so not, not actually a ton to speak on in that final. You know, sometimes these, these Delver uh, Death and Taxes matches get very complicated. They go yeah. very long. There's a lot of kind of uh, exchanging of resources, especially with expressive iteration. You can kind of grind a little more, keep up mm-hmm. with them. But I don't think those were the kind of games we had. Yeah, um, yep. it was kind of I I got my threats under me in the games I won, and I was able to to kind of clear the finish line before he was able to get anything really going. And in the game I lost, uh, I got wasted out. <laughs> Just no play. <laughs> got wasted out. Got spirit of the labyrinth. Nothing. I was yeah. I got shut door completely shut on me. Yeah, uh, I will say it was very fun to watch though. Regardless, like I know you oh, feel like fun. it's you know very straightforward finals, but. It, the thing was that not none of the games felt like a crushing victory for either player, yeah. and it felt like you know yeah, up just, until the last turn it was magic. a good like it, like both players were in the game even if yep. the odds were stacked against you. So that was really fun to watch. It, it was just good magic all around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love like Delver mirrors. I love Death and Taxes mirrors. I love Delver against Death and Taxes. I love these kind of like interactive decks, mm-hmm. uh, just kind of slamming face against one another like these creature decks. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Awesome. Well, uh, any other big tournaments you're planning to go to? Are you still going to be sleeving up your trusty Blue Red Delver or anything else you kind of feel like playing? Yeah, I'm going to play Blue Red Delver as long as Blue Red Delver is the Delver deck. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't have a ton of duels, but I'm going to play the Delver deck. I'm going to play a Delver deck uh, for as long uh, until, I don't know, they ban like seven cards out of it or something. <laughs> if they ban two yeah. or three, it's not that big of a deal, but... <laughs> um, yeah i'll keep playing delver um i don't have like any other long uh, like large tournaments c- coming up because i am not very good at keeping up with that kind of thing to be honest. <laughs> i don't really know what's happening where you're like you're talking about this thing at uh elds and i'm like yep. i didn't know that was happening <laughs> yeah, i just found it this morning this, this afternoon for the what it's worth so i'm, I'm in the same boat as you like yeah, I, you know I, i'm not good that. at finding finding events for sure so, so, uh, no, no plans in the, the near future, but you know, like, like I have a, a, a kind of like a, a good group of people who, mm-hmm. who play legacy, um, and you know, hopefully they can keep me tuned to stuff, but like, it, it's, it's, it, you know, I love going to these events, especially when they're local. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, so are you from the area? Like I, I didn't oh, get a yeah. chance to ask you if you had to drive in far or. No, so, so yeah, so like, I'm, I'm, I'm in Dorchester. Oh, okay. No, oh, nice. Yeah. yeah. So nice. I'm I'm from Dedham originally. Um, Dorchester. Dorchester. <laughs> I'm from Dedham originally, just south of the the legal limits of the city of Austin. Uh, borders West Roxbury and Hyde Park. For those who don't know it, but know West Roxbury and Hyde Park for some reason. Um, and I'm in Dorchester, which is within the city of Boston, but not you know the part of Boston you think of when you watch. Uh, uh goodwill hunting it's sure. it's it's the part of boston when you watch the departed what was that what was that uh Wahlberg movie about like robbing banks oh uh oh, oh, the um, town the, the town, town. Yeah. that's yeah. charleston though that's that's charleston that's charleston, that's charleston. Ja- charleston dorchester they're pretty similar yeah, <laughs> yeah. so i'm in i'm in uh i'm in dorchester right so now. what's now oh where do you typically play like paper legacy do you have a local game store you go to or do you play 
Play so I play online. a lot online. I play okay. a pandemonium when I do play in paper okay. because it's uh, like I'm on the red line. I'm, I'm yep. a stone's throw away from the red line. So it's easy for me to get there. Um, I'd actually never been to gaming, et cetera. It's a gorgeous store, like yeah. an awesome space, all yeah. that. Um, so I'm really impressed think- and maybe I'll have to get down there, but it's tough when a lot of these events are after work and things like that. And it's like a 50 minute drive or right. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So, I feel you, man. I yeah. Feel you. I, I love gaming, et cetera. It's such a sweet place. And I'm, I'm really glad we get to have it and host our tournaments there. Names. Sames. Well, nice. Um, well, do we want to get, I mean, is there anything else you want to mention about the deck before we start uh, wrapping it up here? No, I mean, it, it's like I said, it's, it's, I was playing, it wasn't anything special. I was playing stock Delver. I've been playing the same 60 main deck since Ragaman got banned. It's mm-hmm. just, it's like, it's, it hasn't needed to change. Um, you know, whatever people might think about that. Uh, <laughs> I have a good time playing it. I love Delver. It's my favorite legacy. Delver is my favorite deck in any format. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, you know, it, regardless of what they ban out of it, I'm going to keep playing it because there's no other deck. Like, like I look at the comparable decks. I'm like, I'm not going to play this guy control. I'm not going to play mm-hmm. eight cast. Like I'm, I'm, I like Delver. I like, I'm going to keep doing this. So nice. that's my thoughts on the deck, I guess. Nice. Nice. All right. Well, Jerry, you want to get into scoops and poops? Scoops. So every week we do scoops and poops, which is a way for us to, you know, scoops are scoops in the top eight people. We want to, you know, shout out and scoop in the top eight and, and uh, yeah, just give a little bit of recognition. So Jerry, I'm going to let you lead. I'm going to let you lead us off. Uh, who do you want to scoop in a top eight this week? Uh, well, first of all, I'm going to scoop in uh, Michelle over at Gaming, etc., cetera, uh, as well as all of her awesome staff. They did an amazing job. Uh, the judges as well, uh, making that event run super smoothly. I can't believe the time, how quickly we got out of there. We played seven rounds of Swiss and three full rounds of top eight. And we got out of there at what, like nine o'clock or something like that. Uh, yeah, I think the tournament ended around nine. We probably left there around. T- we I left there a little after ten, I think. So yeah, because we were like, around there, but we were cleaning up. But like the tournament was over. Yeah, nine by nine, and uh, Swiss was over by like like six thirty seven. So yeah. like that's that's really impressive. Like I think everyone's been to those events where it just drags on and on and on, and you're there for hours. And mm-hmm. I was really thankful for uh, this event running so smoothly, and that definitely is credit to the judge staff and all the staff at that uh, gaming, et cetera, for, mm-hmm. you know, helping that go so well. And then also want to scoop in all the people who donated. Uh, that was awesome. And also I'm scooping in Roland Jang for being the only top eight participant who typed up his deck list, type yeah. up your deck list. People it's 2022. Why am I translating chicken scratch? <laughs> <laughs> and that brings me to my poop. Uh, I'm actually going to be pooping on Mike. Uh, Mike, you, you have horrendous handwriting. I'm just going to say, (laughs) (laughs) but those are my scoops and poops. Mike, Mike, Mike doesn't need me to scoop him in. He, he won top eight by himself. (laughs) (laughs) Mike, who are you going to scoop in the top eight this week? Okay. It might be a little gauche, but I'm doing shout outs. I'm going to scoop a bunch of people in the top eight. Hey, I love it. Uh, So people who are in Twitch chat might've seen um, my, my, you know squad in the, the chat um, my 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 roommate trevor was in there my friends uh owen abdul john matthew uh all, gabe all you know alex uh all of my friends from my kind of uh magic gathering group chat they were all there hyping me up in the chat so phenomenal scoops <laughs> to them uh scoop to to john latori who you know uh 
was a great playtest partner and a good opponent uh, who made a really great run himself. Um, scoops to uh, Jack, uh, who also plays at, at Pandemonium and came down for the event. He was great company throughout the day. Scoops to you guys. This was such a fun event. It was such a phenomenal uh, uh, tournament, like with the, the the hot wings and everything you guys are doing. It's just so much fun. <laughs> yeah. It was such a great show you guys put on. Thanks, Hell man. Yeah. Um, Thanks, buddy. And Poops is going to be uh, not uh, organizing your your deck list through MTG Melee, where I could have just put it in online when I registered. That's above my hands. Yeah, that's above my pay grade. That's above but my pay grade. <laughs> that's something we can always discuss. I, I don't know. I, I'm sure there's a reason they use the companion app, but maybe we can yeah. maybe we uh, can try Melee for the next event. It's actually not that big of a deal. That's just my rebuttal to the hand. <laughs> it does make our lives a lot easier in the back end, though, I will yeah. say so. For sure. Awesome. Awesome possum. Nice. What about you, Pat? Um, who scoops scoops on top of it? I'm gonna scoop in uh let's see. Man, I want to scoop in everyone who came to the event, man. It was so honestly, like watching all this paper magic going on and talking to all of all of our friends that we haven't seen in a while, like really just fired me up and makes me want to play magic again and like i've definitely been feeling like uh, in a slump for quite a while now as far as like just not feeling like i really want to get out there and play anymore you know paper magic and this really uh made me very eager to go out and play again so uh i just want to shout out everyone who who showed up to the event and all the people who donated to the uh to the uh, room to grow charity was awesome um uh, the hot wings challenge uh was a lot of fun it was uh was you know pretty uncomfortable at times but <laughs> um, it was really fun to do. And it was, uh, it definitely made the, uh, the pace, the, 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 the downtime we have between rounds fly by, which is really cool. So, um, for us being there for, you know, 12 hours or however long we're there for the day really flew by. So it was, uh, it was a lot of fun. I, I'm very excited to do again. Um, I hope that, you know, this next time we'll be able to maybe stake out like two or three events, you know, so we'll have them on the calendar set in stone so people can make plans and stuff. And, um and yeah so just just shout out to everyone who came and everyone who participated and, and you michael for uh for continuing to elevate the blue red delver deck uh the archetype i love it i love seeing that deck win so uh yeah that's 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 what i got for shout outs and uh top and scoops jerry hell yeah all right i think that's it awesome all right well um everyone if you want us uh well actually um mike are you on facebook groups or do you do discord groups or you know if yeah. you want to ask you about the deck where can they find you where can they get a hold of you uh, I actually just joined your the Leaving a Legacy Facebook group. Okay, cool. Uh, so yeah, I don't, I don't know who admins that one, but I, I when it's yeah, uh, neither, do you, <laughs> neither, neither do we. Neither, neither do we. They gave you the questions: Who's your favorite um, Leaving a Legacy guest? And I'm like, hopefully me. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Hey, I love it. Uh, You're but not like the first person people, to name themselves, by the way. So I love it. <laughs> if people want to reach out there, uh, feel free. I'm I'm I like lurk in the blue red Delver Discord. I'm not active. I'm not like mm. super active on socials and things like that. So I guess if you have any questions, you feel free to to DM me, find me there, or message whatever. Nice. Yeah, I'm in the blue red Delver Discord too, and I I. I it just there's so much talking that goes in there it's so hard for me to keep up with so i've just kind of i just don't it hasn't been super active lately either oh okay oh interesting that is i don't think Um, maybe i'm wrong i I feel (laughs) like discord i feel like discords are i mean people love them i don't like it man it's i don't want to be glued to my phone all the time it's just like another thing where like and it's it's one of the things where you have like if you don't go to on it for a day you'd be missing like 600 messages and like i'm not going to go read them all you know so i don't know (sighs) Just not, not for me, Jerry. That's all. Not for me. Um, <laughs> not awesome. Well, well, thank you guys uh, for, for listening. 
Um, again, we are doing a, a Patreon drive right now. If you want to support the show, we could really use the help. Uh, it's patreon.com slash leaving a legacy. We really appreciate that. A lot of the money goes to uh, paying our editor when we have one. Um, and, uh, uh, you know, we, we dump a lot of money, um, back into the tournaments we do and stuff as well. So that's helpful for all that stuff. Um, actually all the bounties that we do, all the headhunter stuff that we do for the tournaments, um, all that's funded by the, by the Patreon. So if you guys can give to that, it helps us keep these tournaments really fun and exciting. Um, and I get it. If, if you can't, I get that too. The podcast will always be free for you guys. So that's not, nothing to worry about there, but if you can, you know, put in a dollar an episode that, that also helps. So. Um, and yeah, that's, that's all I got this week, Jerry. Um, you know, if we have anything else, we will, uh, we'll catch you all next week. Hell yeah. Mike, Bye. thanks for coming on, man. It was great to talk to you. Yeah. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah. Thanks for putting on an awesome event. Hey man, happy to do it. All right, guys. Thanks for hanging out and, uh, we'll catch you all next week. See ya. You are down to